Hey lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Mariuki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom, and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a black woman in a profession that lacked diversity, with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder, I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my 10-year career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics, stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to episode 62 of the Elevate Her podcast. Today, I am talking about doing versus being in your career. Now, you're probably thinking, Rebecca, this is not on topic. This is so off topic. What does doing and what does being have to do with career and leadership development? Well, I'm going to explain shortly. But one of the biggest reasons why people don't have the success and the results in their career that they want is because they have this misconception that there's something out there that they need to try or there is something out there that needs to happen in order for them to get that promotion or they think that there is a special strategy that they haven't yet gotten their hands on and if they can only just get to figure out what that is, then they will have the career success that they want, right? And so most of the time we are so focused on the doing, right? Even the trainings at work, and this is where I find fault with trainings at work. So if you're in HR, this is no attack on you. But I think corporations really need to rethink how they are training their employees because trainings at work are mostly focused on the to-dos, right? If you go for a leadership training, you come back with a whole pack of different strategies to employ, different exercises you need to do with your team members, right? And it's all about doing how to do more to do's, more to do's. And no one is talking about being and being. And I'm going to explain what being is in the first place. But being is the secret source to having any result you want in your life, not just in your career, any result that you want in your life. What is being? So think of identity, a person's identity. And I'm going to give this very simple example because when I heard this example, it just clicked to me and I knew, okay, this is what it means to be, right? This is what being actually means. I heard this example from a podcast by James Wedmore. So James Wedmore is one of the 
you know, highest renowned business coaches out there in the US. And he was interviewing high performance. I think he's a high performance and mindset coach. He's called Jim Fortin. So definitely Google the interview that he did with Jim Fortin because they talked about this whole concept of being versus doing. He actually talks about the be, do, have mindset. So if this is something that interests you, definitely check it out. But the example that he gives is, so he's asking, Jim is asking James, do you smoke? And James responds, no. And Jim asks, why don't you smoke? And James says, because I'm not a smoker. And when I heard that example, it immediately clicked because the reason why I don't smoke is because I do not identify as a smoker. Non-smokers do not smoke. Smokers smoke, right? And your identity will drive your habitual behavior, which will drive the results that you have in your life, in your career at the end of the day. So if you do not identify yourself as a leader, and by me saying identifying as a leader, I'm not saying you've written it in your diary that you want to be a leader or you want to get a promotion by the end of next year. What I mean is how are you showing up every single day? That will determine who you are being, what identity you are showing up with, right? And I'm going to give you a few examples to help you think about who you are being at work right now, right? Because who you are being right now will determine what results you are going to have in a month's time, in six months time, in a year's time right? That performance review that you're going to have at the end of this year or at the end of this quarter is a non-issue or is insignificant in comparison to who you are being. Because who you are being is going to drive what you are doing every day and how effective you are doing what you are doing, right? And with what attitude you are doing what you are doing. So think about the last time you had an encounter with your boss or your boss was a bit mean to you. Think about the last time your team made a huge mess that you had to clean up. How did you react in those situations? What was your attitude, right? Was your attitude like the senior manager or the VP that you want to be? Or was your attitude like someone who is not a leader, right? Someone who does not identify as a leader. And so I know that asking yourself these questions really requires a lot of objective self-review, but this is such an important skill or such an important, it's actually a habit. This is such an important habit to do. This is not something that you're just going to do occasionally. You're going to get into the habit of being aware of who you are being, how you are showing up, how you are responding to situations in the moment, right? Because it is only in the moment that you can control how you respond, how you handle different situations, right? After the moment, it's obviously hindsight, right? In hindsight, you always make the best decisions, but it's in the moment that counts, right? Because those are the decisions, those are the actions that matter. And so if you have, you know, done that self-review and you've realized that, yeah, maybe you were engaged in the blame game, you found a lot of fault with your boss, you felt that the system was against you, you 
were afraid of sharing your opinion. So you've not been so, you know, forthcoming in meetings. You've been reacting to bad situations at work. Let's say the team let you down or they didn't submit something on time or you haven't really been taking ownership of your career decisions. Maybe you haven't been making any decisions at all and you've just been allowing your career to happen to you instead of you being in the driver's seat of your career. All of these are not traits that leaders identify themselves with because leaders don't do those things. But the first thing that you need to do, right, because you're probably already asking, okay, how do I change my identity or how do I be the person I need to be to have the promotion, to have the pay raise, to have the credibility and the authority that I want in my career? To change your results and to have those results requires you to first change who you are being. This is the root of all the problems that hold us back from having the career success. So lack of confidence, having a poor belief system, right? So not believing that it will happen and always preparing yourself for the worst, right? Always preparing yourself for disappointment, right? Having that kind of mindset is because you do not identify yourself with the leader, right? The leader that you want to be. Because if you did identify yourself as a leader, you would be confident. You would be decisive. You would have so much belief in what you want to achieve. You would know that it's done even before it's done. And even if you have setbacks, even if you end up in a toxic work environment or you don't have the best relationship with your boss, those things would not phase you because you would be so committed to the cause that you know what you're working towards, right? And this thought of Mandela just came to my mind when I said that, because when Nelson Mandela was in prison for 27 years, who would have thought that he would become a president, right? If you were in that situation, most of us would probably have resorted to or resolved to a life of misery, of defeat, of, oh, well, this is where I am now, so let me just make do and make the most of the situation. But he was so committed to his dream. He was so committed. He had so much belief. That belief that he had was just unbelievable, to be honest. He had an unwavering belief that the cause he was committed to was going to happen, that his people were going to go free, that he was going to be part of this evolution, part of this movement, whether he was in prison or not, right? And he showed up with that identity, right? So he took action even when he was in, you know, his setback phase in his life. He still took action when he was in prison. And that's what it means to have the identity of the person you want to be at work, right? It's even in those moments, those low moments, moments in your career, those setbacks, it's how are you showing up, right? Are you being that VP? Are you being the senior manager or are you being the person that no one wants to work with, right? And so how do you actually start being, right? Because like I've said, being is the first step, not doing. Everyone can do, 
right? And by the way, every career strategy works. Okay, I do have a problem with some career strategies like this whole hustle mentality because it works to a certain extent in your early career stage. But at some point, it is not as effective because everyone is showing up at their A game right from manager level and above everyone who is performing is showing up at their air game and just working hard alone is really not enough to differentiate yourself I also have a problem with this new movement of quiet quitting because in my view, quiet quitting is a passive solution to a long-term problem, right? Because there is no perfect work environment you'll get to. You will always get to a work environment where there'll be some challenge in one way or another, right? And I'm not saying that you should, you know, stick to a working place that is totally not the right environment for you. I am just saying that in my view, quiet quitting is a passive way to solving a problem. And I don't really think it solves the problem at the end of the day. That's just my view, right? Of course, you may have a different opinion, which is okay. But I digress a bit. What I was trying to say is every career strategy works, right? Every successful person in corporate, the people that you look up to, whatever they did works, right? They are proof that it works, right? But why is it that when we try to, someone else tries to do the same thing, it doesn't work? And then you start complaining and then you're upset that you've tried to do everything and things are not working and yeah, blah, 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 blah. Hey, before we continue with this episode, I want to share this brand new resource that I created and put my heart and soul in getting to you. I am so excited to share with you the Position to Promotion Guide, a brand new free PDF guide designed to help you plan your next promotion. Yep, I said plan. And this guide is going to show you exactly how in five steps. Wouldn't it be great if you could, one, start getting the recognition and the money you deserve with the expertise you already have, two, have the confidence to ask for a salary raise and secure it, three, become the trusted leader and advisor in your area of expertise, four, finally get that promotion I know you've been working so hard towards, and five, know how to position for a promotion even if you don't like negotiating like me. Well, the position to promotion guide is just what you need. You need a plan from someone who has actually done this to get the results you've been hoping for in your career. P.S. This guide is exactly how I've helped other women, myself included, secure phenomenal career results like getting directorship positions at work, 60% salary increments within a single financial year, and it's how you can do so too. Just go to bit.ly forward slash position to promotion to get your guide. I cannot wait for you to get your hands onto this. And oh, did I say I even dropped a free negotiation template in this guide with conversation starters to help you initiate the conversation, which I know can sometimes be difficult with your team leader around your promotion. Yep, I meant it when I said I put my heart into creating this amazing resource for you. Go to bit.ly forward slash position to promotion or check the link in the show notes below. The reason why is because you are not being, right? Your identity does not align with the person you need to be in order to have that success that you're admiring, 
right? And so how do you actually start to embody and start to identify, right? I'm not saying change your identity, but start to embody the leader that you want to be, the person that you want to be, right? The successful career woman that you want to be. You start by first asking yourself more valuable questions, right? So when you look at people that you admire in their corporate careers, instead of asking what did they do, ask yourself who were they being? And when you start to shift your mindset to and tune your mindset to thinking of, okay, who were they being? How do they respond to setbacks? How do they handle difficult situations? How do they show up as a leader when really they are entitled to, you know, complaining and they're entitled to making decisions that don't necessarily align to being that responsible leader? Right. When you start asking yourself those valuable questions, when you hear their story again, you'll start to pick up who they are being. Right. And not what they're doing. Right. Because what they're doing is only effective because of who they are being. And the other thing that you can do is instead of filling your notes app on your laptop, your diary with all the to do's, start creating your to be list right? The to-be list is one of the most powerful tools I have used in my journey to transforming and becoming the person that I am now, literally. Because when you create that to-be list, you can then in the moments of the day at work, ask yourself, am I being Rebecca the director? Am I being Rebecca the senior manager? Or Am I operating at a low level that I shouldn't even be at, right? But that doesn't happen if you haven't intentionally thought of who you want to be, right? So those are two very quick exercises that you can do. But the most important thing is that you stay in the game, that you are consistent, And this is where a lot of people get tripped up and I am actually in the process of creating something really exciting and I'm only going to be launching it actually to the ladies on the podcast first. So please stay tuned in the next few weeks. You're going to know what it is and this is going to really help you. The one thing that trips people up a lot is they have all these intentions, especially on January 1st, which is coming up soon. They have all these intentions. They have all these resolutions. I I'm going to be this responsible leader. I am going to show up with a great attitude. I am going to raise my hand for opportunities that no one else wants to do. I am going to take ownership. And then what happens by February 9th? All that they've forgotten, they've just gone straight back into default mode and just gotten straight back into how they've always done things. And then the year ends and they have the same results. And I do not want you to be in this situation, especially if this is the situation that maybe you found yourself in over the past few months or years. And I'm creating this behind the scenes for women like you, because I know if you're listening to this podcast, you have huge goals, you have big ambitions that you want to achieve. And I want to support you. Right. And so I want you to be aware that one of the things that trips people up is they know what they need to do. And then if they do this exercise, they know who they need to be. But then when it comes to taking action and applying it every day in those difficult situations at work, they are not showing up as the person they need to be. 
And I do not want you to be in that situation. So definitely stay tuned to this amazing new program that I am creating for ambitious women like you, which I will only be launching to the podcast listeners for the first few weeks. But I want to end this podcast with a story of how one of the most, I don't even want to call it laborsome, it was just one of those yeah projects that no one wanted to do, became one of the most iconic opportunities that I landed at work. Recently, after... Yeah, so it's been like, it's now been how many months? It's actually been four months since I've become a director. So recently at work, most of you know, I work for an audit firm, but I'm actually in the consulting advisory division. So recently we won a new client. This client is a global client, but we've never really done work for them in the African continent. And recently we won a job for them across the African continent. And so, I mean, it's not been a big job for people to write home about in terms of revenue size, but there's a lot of opportunity just because of the size of this organization and their significance across the world. And so this project that we won now came to a stage where it really needed someone hands-on who would support in the project management and who would support in just coordinating and making sure things are actually happening. And so the leader or the partner on this project asked me if I wanted to be the project manager for this job. And my immediate reaction in my mind was, what? Why are you asking me, a director, to be a project manager? Like, I do not want to do grant work, right? Because in my immediate reaction or thought was, okay, project manager, that means I am going to have to coordinate meetings. I am literally just going to have to become a PA and I do not have time for this, right? I am a director. I am bigger than this, you know? And that was my immediate reaction. But thankfully, I have, and this is something I have developed. It hasn't just come naturally. I have developed a self-regulation system so that I do not react in the moment, right? Because if I did, I would have completely just botched this opportunity. So I responded very kindly and I thanked him for giving me this opportunity and, you know, the next day I told him, you know, I'm up for it. When do we start? Who do I need to contact? And immediately I was, you know, on top of things. And if I had not looked at this with a different attitude and mindset, I wouldn't be, you know, where in the position that I am right now. Because right now, unbeknown, I think even to the leader, the partner on this job, Right now, I have access to the Africa CFO, literally, like he's on my phone. I can contact him and he's asked me to, you know, be in touch with him on a regular basis. We have one-on-one -on -one check ins and catch-ups and honestly, my role has elevated so much in this project. But if I had looked at this opportunity with the attitude that I had with my first response or with my first sort of perception on what it was going to be like, I wouldn't be in the position that I am in now. Why am I sharing this story? Because the being in this case was way more important than the doing, right? Because when I went and did the reflection, I realized that being a leader means that sometimes you're going to have to do work that you don't like doing means that sometimes you're going to have to do things that are not necessarily in your box of things you love doing and things that you're great at doing, right? I've never done project management before formally. 
I mean, I've done it for my clients in my business before, but I've never done it in a corporate context, right? And so the being really had took over in that situation and helped me get to where I am now in this position where I have literally strengthened my network so, so much. And I honestly believe my boss probably shouldn't listen to this podcast episode, but I honestly believe that if I were to call him one of these days or ask him if there was an opportunity to work with him in his organization, the answer would be heck yes, right? Because I'm showing up, I'm delivering, I'm giving him the best client experience ever, right? But it all started from me showing up as the leader, right? And looking at the opportunity as opposed to, you know, looking at all the reasons why this is not work, this work is below me and, you know, they should look for someone else, right? I came with the right attitude, right? The attitude that identifies with that of a leader. And so I hope the story has inspired you because I see a lot of people who leave such great opportunities on the table because they think it's either below them or they think it's not exciting or they feel undermined, right? And sometimes those opportunities that you leave on the table the opportunity to take more responsibility might just be the thing that you need to propel you into the next level in your career. Anyway, ladies, stay tuned. I am going to see you in next week's show where I'm going to be digging deeper into what exactly is leadership coaching. Maybe you've been following this podcast and you're not quite sure what coaching is anyway. So stay tuned to next week's episode. And overall, please, Keep your ears on the ground because I am going to be dropping that very new, exciting opportunity to work with me. I am so excited about it. And I've been working behind the scenes for a couple of months now. So ladies, stay tuned and I will be sharing it in the next few weeks. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Her podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca Morioki. Or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.